You are listening to Citizen Reporter at citizenreporter.org. People are stealing the bikes. People are getting hammers and like smashing the electronics off the bikes. Kids are throwing rocks at people who are on the bikes. Like, we haven't had printed phone books in public phones for so many years because people always set them on fire. <laughs> it's so funny when I say good things about you because, you know, Japan, because I'm such a negative and cynical person. I hate the world. I deeply hate humanity. Um, <laughs> I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. Hey, it's Mark, Bicycle Mark, and we're back for another program. We're continuing, yes, continuing from Japan. That was the voice of Matthew Dons. He's the honored guest these days. And I was looking for audio from the journey, uh, and I found, indeed, our conversations inside his house as we talk about things that can happen in Japan that couldn't happen anywhere else, and uh, and vice versa, perhaps, things that could never happen in Japan. Um, I enjoyed so much, and make, make sure you go over to matthewdons.org and donate to help his battle against cancer. So glad to still have him in my life, in our lives, and I love this audio. I just can't get enough, so here comes some more. (laughs) So there's this phrase in America that we don't have in England, and it's something like, something along the lines of, you know... I don't care what you do as long as you don't make me do it. And it's this, and it's this thing that, hap- you know, it's used by people with, like, homophobia. They'll say, like, oh, I don't care about the gays as long as they stay away from my kids. Oh, uh, no, all um, right, it's your business. That's the thing. What you do is your yeah. business. But it's like, and I was saying to him, oh, that's really strange. We don't, we don't say that in England. Because we don't in England have this thing where you would try and make other people to conform to your standards. And he was saying, well, in, 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 in the US you do to a hot, to a big degree, you have the militant vegans, you have whatever it is, this thing of, um, you should be doing this. This you is how be, you should behave. Exactly. That's yeah. What you're doing is wrong. And in Japan, there's this, in, you know, it was, it was very interesting when when you talked about, I think you were in Hiroshima, and you felt the guy and the chef in the restaurant was yeah, ignoring you. Yeah. And it's like, in Japan, it's seen as a really important thing that you should, particularly if you're, if you're working in the service industry, mm-hmm. that you should be very good at giving people their privacy mm-hmm. and not you know probably he felt it was really important not to be bothering you 
Mm-hmm. And you are feeling this is really odd. I'm a customer. I'd really like to talk to this guy. And right. he's like deliberately ignoring me and like deliberately not catching my eye and that kind of thing. Kind of watching me. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting because it, it seems like such a contradiction to about service stuff because the staff are so attentive here. Mm-hmm. As soon as you need them, they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this thing of service staff should be kind of invisible and it's not any kind of hierarchical thing. It's this thing in Japan where there's there's not much physical space. Right. You can't give people their space physically. physically. But what you can do is let them get on with what they're doing. Mental space. Uh, yeah. yeah. Emotional space. Um, without without enga- you know, engaging yeah. with them, commenting on what they're doing, yeah, asking yeah. why you're recording at a baseball game. <laughs> Um, right. We're not going to do that. We're not going to ask you. We're already standing right next to you. Isn't that enough? Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when Emmanuel and Kyle were, you know, they tried to record, well, they tried to record in a lot of places, as you know. Yeah. But, you know, they've had instances like, yeah, Tiananmen Square, where they get a mm-hmm. microphone and they're talking to each other and immediately, mm-hmm. you know, there's yeah. a, a swarm Suspicion. of people and the, the same kind of thing, I think, in, in places like Russia. Um uh, yeah, in right. Japan, it's just really mm. important to give people their their privacy, even if they're up against you. Sure. And maybe more mm. important because of it. That reminds me also of Ayako's example of the crowded metro car, mm. where everybody's in their own world, even though they're crushed against each other. Yeah. And then she said, I don't know, was it Ayako? Someone else said, mm. um, sometimes I'll say... My stop is next. Mm. And as soon as I say it, and I remember this person, the words she used were, they come back from wherever they were because mm. they heard me yep. say it and then they move. Yeah. And I was thinking, where were they? But yeah. they're in the what you're talking about. They're in that place where they don't disturb you. They're not focused on what you're doing. Yep. They're in their own thing. Now, at some point, they will re-engage the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and get out of that train car. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah, so like yesterday, I was on the, on the crowded subway train for the first time. Oh, at its height, six o'clock. Not well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because, yeah, I spent a long time at the clinic, and um, and yeah, I could have taken a local train; it would have been less crowded. Oh, but I took okay. the express train. Sure. Um, and yeah, kind of getting crushed and stuff for a bit, and. Yeah, then in Japan, well, in Tokyo particularly, there's just this thing of you don't comment on it. You just do whatever you can to make yourself and to some extent the the people around you comfortable. Yeah. And you just try really hard not to make a fuss because, because like, what can you do? (laughs) Whereas, you know, in England, maybe at least someone make a sarcastic comment. Right. In the US... There'd be gunfire. And, and <laughs> no, some, no, but there some, might be a complaint. Some idiot. Would. If you see something, say something. Yeah, all the time. Some, something would, you know, something would happen, right? Yes. Just a small thing, but it always does. Sure, but someone yeah. always has an outburst. Also, yeah. someone is always outraged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But One in burst. Japan, it's just it's <laughs> just not like that. My umbrella yesterday was such an umbrella day, mm. and I, I was in the standing position. But you know how everyone does this automatic. So the people fill the seats. Yeah. The next people who come in 
face the windows, mm. very organized, right? Yes. To either side. That's the next stage. That's where I was standing. Yeah. yeah. So I was standing there. And, and again, like, so there was like a young woman behind me Back facing you. me. Oh, facing you. Okay. Yeah. And because of the crush often getting pushed yes. into my back. Yes. And, and again, I was thinking, oh, in England, there'd be some comment. Right. Someone would make some comment. Like, yeah, and and you know, it's a, it's it's an odd thing because this woman, you know, her breasts are being pushed sure. into her back, her whole self. I mean, yeah, being yeah. pushed against sure. me because there's this Other. weight of people. Yeah. Um, and you know, as as the train is going along, this train line coming out of central Tokyo is getting less and less crowded. Okay. But again, nobody's like. There's no huge sigh of relief. Uh-huh. It's not like people are not people are not acting as if they've been, it's some huge ordeal. Right. Okay. Whereas in England, at least there'd yeah, be a big yeah, sigh yeah. of relief yeah. when a whole bunch of people get off. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Japan, it's just it's you know, Japan is a society. I think from from the outside, it often looks like Japan is uh, repressed. And possibly women here are oppressed, but a lot of it is really just about not making a fuss because what can you fucking do? You're on a crowded train. An outburst isn't going to help anyone. Right. Making a fuss isn't going to help anyone. You just yeah. do the best you can. Yeah. And Which is fine unless people really are uncomfortable, unless people really are angry. But if, if like you say, people just automatically are good at going... There's nothing I can do, so they let it go, then it's fine. Yeah. Because that's when you're not bottling anything up. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know the difference sometimes if, you know, is there anyone who today on that train is angry, actually, but holds it in, because that's what they're trained to do. But it's probably yeah. hard to identify, because it's a, it's an invisible line. Yeah, no but line. you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, genre of videos of Americans getting angry at stuff in America. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and Outbursts often, on public transport. Is public it? transport. Fast food is another big one. Yes. But <laughs> in all those cases, the, the situation you're seeing in that video is the trigger. It's not the thing. Right? It's that the person has had a whole bunch of, maybe a whole bunch of stuff in their life or in that month or in that day and they lose it in the fast food restaurant when they're not given ketchup with the fries or whatever. And then you see the viral video where the woman's like smashing stuff up and all her clothes come off. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's, yeah, it's like, there was this whole backstory mm. and the person has kind of lost control 
But we don't see that backstory. We, we just get that. that. Yeah. We, yeah. we just see someone freaking out over ketchup or, <laughs> right. you know, in Subway because they're not getting the thing they want in their Subway sandwich. <laughs> Whereas in Japan, yeah, I just think daily life here is quite reasonable for the majority of people. I'm sure there are people who have a tough life in Japan. Yeah. Obviously there are. Yeah. But as a percentage, it's much lower than other... Definitely much lower than in England. Sure. Um, well, you know, in England... Yeah, a lot of people have quite... I think have quite a miserable life. Mm-hmm. Um, because of inequality of income distribution. Sure. But a whole, a whole bunch of things. Sure. Um, and in, in Japan... Yeah, yes. a lot of stuff is quite reasonable. And... You know, Japan. Japan gets so. So you you you, again, you must have seen these vid- videos or photos where, particularly particularly America, but not much America, where stuff is happening, and a comment will be, "This is why Americans don't get nice things." Okay. Or this is why can't have nice things. Or That's this is why yes, people in Manchester and England don't get that. So so uh, Manchester comes to mind because sure. this week. One of those bike sharing companies. Ooh. I think this is a Chinese company. Oh. They were trying it out in Manchester. They quit. Wow. Because they did, and you know they just said people are stealing the bikes. People are getting hammers and like smashing the electronics off the bikes. Kids are throwing rocks at people who are on the bikes. Wow. Saying we can't do this. And people are commenting, this is why people in Manchester don't get nice things. Well, in Japan, it's it, you have completely the reverse. Sure. Like, in Japan, people do get nice things because people don't vandalize stuff here, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, in Japan, um, you know, you, you were talking about buying an umbrella. Yes. Well... A whole bunch of the stations along this train line give out free umbrellas. I saw that today, yeah. These yeah. are the umbrellas they've collected that have been lost. Yeah. They keep them for like a year or something. <laughs> yes. In case someone comes to claim it. Yes. And then it they just keep them in, in the station and on rainy days they'll put them out. Yeah. And the idea is just take one if you want. Yeah. And in England, people would... I don't know what... I can't Hit each other with the umbrellas. <laughs> have mock sword fights in the station <laughs> they would they might poison a spy by hitting him with the tip of the umbrella they would you know you they would like put them in the spokes of someone's bicycle <laughs> in japan you get nice things you know so so just things I just like love this image of the uk as a place where people take perfectly normal things and do horrible things with them but i mean they do they, yes. they, they genuinely do um in England, <laughs> like we haven't had printed phone books in public phones for so many years because people always set them on fire. <laughs> Whereas in Japan, you know, and I mean, one thing you may have noticed in Japan, there are loads of public phones. They're there. being used. They're I've being seen used. people making calls. They're being used by children and by elderly people. But also, it's seen as like a point of pride that the phone company can provide them. Mm-hmm. But nobody's like using them as a toilet, which <laughs> is a big thing you get in England. Yes. Um, in the US, there are areas where there are no payphones because they're used for drug dealing. Sure. 
I like whole superheroes. Oh. Loads of places in New, in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like in Japan, people get to have nice stuff because you can have stuff in public and nobody would. Nobody's going to touch uh, it or break I, it. And they, they, <laughs> and they can't imagine you doing like that. Right. They can't understand I, that mentality. I had a moment of pause yesterday. I was at Shibuya Station. And I knew I was going to walk around a little bit mm. and I didn't want to carry my, I had all my stuff with me. Yeah. And, uh, so they have all those lockers. Now, of course, lots of stations have lockers. Yeah. So I did by instinct first look at the ones that are inside, more mm. inside the station because it feels yep. like those are somehow protected. Yeah. But those were all busy. Yeah. And then I went to the outside of the station where the lockers yep. face the street. Uh, and I looked at these lockers and I was like, oh, there are a few free here and I could, mm-hmm. I could use them, but it was so hard for me at first to... I even like took out like my passports yes, and I was yeah, like, I yeah. can't. And then after a while, like I was going to leave my computer in there. Yeah. I, thought, I can't believe I'm leaving my laptop mm-hmm. in a locker on the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it has a lock, but yeah. it doesn't just smash this. Yeah. And, uh, and I sort of took a deep breath and I locked it and I remembered where I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean in England, you can't have lockers because people put bombs in them. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, the stations in London used to have, have lockers and now they don't. There's... Think in all of London, there are two large stations where you can leave luggage yeah. and it gets x-rayed. Sure. And, or, yeah, yeah. You know, Public lockers in Holland like, are kind of in places where you can observe who's okay. going in, who's going out. Yeah. Might in Japan, an people don't rob lockers. People don't stick <laughs> bombs in them. Right, right. And, you know, so, so like the, the thing with the train journey, that, for me, th- that time on the train is kind of hellish. If it's very very crowded, mm-hmm. but every other aspect of the train journey is fantastic. Well, yeah, like, I find it far too relaxing. I almost fall asleep you know, every time. You come out of the station mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and in the evenings, the the staff thank you for traveling on the train. Oh, uh, in England, okay. the staff would spit at you, <laughs> scum. Right? Why on a train? Can't you even afford a car? Right, right. Um, yeah, it's you know, I always I always think back to this this example of my. A British friend came to, to, to stay with me for a few months and and he, he was he was quizzing me on the people working in McDonald's. He said, Why are they so smiling and cheerful here? Mm. Is it this kind of fake thing? And I, I just know. and I was just thinking like, you know, in England if you work at McDonald's, that's a bad, unpleasant job. so first of all people look down on it. Mm-hmm. Right, working in the fast food industry. That's, That's a big, big thing, particularly yeah. in England. Yeah. Secondly, the staff are probably mean to each other. <laughs> Thirdly, <laughs> most days you'll have at least one problem customer. Uh-huh. So it might be kids coming and like buying milkshakes and throwing them over the right. tables and right. stuff. It'll be hurtful um, stuff. Yeah. In yeah. Japan, I mean, just go to McDonald's and see how well the customers treat the place. I have to go in. I never go into McDonald's. Why, or, or any any of that kind of place yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. And you'll see, you know, customers. Uh, I, I was in a McDonald's a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Woman, she had finished her food. She dropped, um, accidentally, like, the, the a carton dropped on the floor and there was some, like, melted ice cream or whatever went on the floor. And she immediately... So in England, you'd run away. <laughs> That's not true. That's you look true. around. I gotta defend. Look England. around. Has anyone seen That's me? No, true. run away. So she immediately <laughs> went to get a member of staff who came with a cloth. But then she took the cloth out of this guy's hand. 
Okay. And clean the floor herself, okay. even though she's a customer. Sure. No, that's... Yeah. So, if you're working at McDonald's here, most <laughs> of the staff are probably nice to each other. Yeah. You're going to get a problem customer per month, maybe, mm. not per day. Yeah. And they would be handled well. Mm. Um, the pay is not great, but living cost here is not terrible, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a lot of customers being quite nice to you because in Japan you're meant to be nice to people. Right. Um, yeah. So there is no need for like fake happiness. It is genuine. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. And I, I, had, I had exactly the same thing in, in Berlin once when I was in... Um, you dropped some ice cream and you ran away. <laughs> well, I was, in, I was in Ben and Jerry's with, um, <laughs> with Mitch and, and a friend of his and a, and a friend of mine. And this... This is now like 10 years ago, but the guy, the, the guy in the ice cream shop seemed to us to be really happy. Mm-hmm. And Mitch's friend was living in Berlin and we were asking him about this guy. Why is this slightly over? It was yeah. like, he was one of those guys that seemed to get genuine pleasure from selling ice cream. Right. Which and is... to like get genuine pleasure from watching other people eat ice cream. Mm-hmm. And this guy, this this friend of Mitch's who was living in Berlin, was explaining that at that time, at least in Berlin, you could you could work in a service industry job and afford an apartment. Sure. So you well, can actually have fun. That you can actually have a reasonable life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To being in 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 the US or UK, where if you're working somewhere like McDonald's, you're you're working poor. Right. Right. You're kind of a little bit above homeless. Right. And you're quiet. not allowed... That, well, from what I can tell, life doesn't allow... The, the financial limitations make it extremely difficult. Absolutely. Not impossible, but Absolutely. to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Lack, lack yeah. of disposable income. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe concerns Usually with debt and stuff. Ex- yeah. 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 Whereas in Japan, you see someone in their 30s working at McDonald's. They might be living with their parents. Okay. And having really quite a good standard of living. Okay. Yeah. And for us, in Japan, in Japan, you don't really look down on people. Yeah. Particularly if they're working. So in, in Japan, and and there, there are negative sides to this, obviously. But in Japan, there's this idea that if someone is working hard, that's a very admirable thing. Hmm. Very very admirable thing. Yeah. And you and therefore, particularly jobs that are hard work, you don't look down on them. Well, in England, toilet cleaning is like a joke job. It's 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 made fun of in comedy. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's something your parents warn about, you know, if you don't study hard and go to university, you can get a, get a first class degree, you're going to end up toilet cleaner at Clapham Station. Yeah. And in, in Japan, I have never seen anyone even look like they could potentially be disrespectful to the toilet cleaner. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. all you see is a look of gratitude that mm. these people have come to clean up. Yes. It's incredible. It's... You know, it's so funny when I say good things about because you know Japan. Because I'm such a negative and cynical person. I hate the world. I deeply hate humanity. Um, 
even though I'm a militant atheist, the one story I believe so much is the fall, you know. What's that now? Well, you know, in the the biblical story of the fall of, of Adam and... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yes, yes. You know, um, and yet I just find myself saying so many good things about Japan. Yeah, it's, because... It's disturbing, actually. It is disturbing, but... <laughs> You, well, ju- you just see a different way of living. Yes. Where a whole bunch of stuff works well. Sure. And that allows a whole other bunch of stuff to work well. So a few years ago, I went to Hawaii. And... <laughs> I we, like when you talk about Hawaii. <laughs> there was this children's center. Okay. Like a daycare? No. It, it looked... We didn't know quite what it was. Maybe some kind of museum thing. Some kind of activity center for kids. Um, and we thought, oh, we'll go to that. And because Hawaii is technically part of the US, because the US can't have good things, uh-huh. anything that's potentially good, there's something bad about it. So, like, a science activity museum center thing for kids is a good thing. How can we make it bad? Well... One way is because no one will give these the kind of people that would do those kind of things, no one would give them any money. So it was in in like an old municipal trash incinerator building. Of all the old municipal buildings, that's among the worst. That's all that they could, could have, get. You could have said police station, archive, no. It's in a slum, uh-huh. like a shantytown slum. <laughs> so it's the edge of Honolulu. We... We walked there. So you're walking through like a, what in England we'd call a cardboard city. Surrounded by the, you know, the these homeless people half passed out in the, in the street from drinking moonshine or whatever moonshine. they do. Moonshine. I like this image. <laughs> and Something Hawaiian. And you get to this place and it's like, they're such good people making such an effort. But they're in a municipal garbage incinerator. <laughs> and then, of course, inside, because it's American, I can't get any money. Things like that. There was a section about the body and nutrition. It's sponsored by McDonald's. Well, yeah. So, like, there's these food pyramid posters well, on the walls that's got junk food in. Listen, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> America, yes. But if I think of a country that is extremely corporately sponsored, it's also Japan. So many things are corporate sponsored here. It's interesting. They, they, yeah, they are, but it's it's very yeah, gentle, different. and they wouldn't. You would never promote their product. Of, yeah, they're just that, exactly that would be seen Fair as enough. Fair enough. as as being um, yeah yeah very no, no, yeah. And I, I feel very uncomfortable with kids kids at kindergarten here sing theme tunes to TV shows. Yeah. While in England, that would that would be seen as really bad because. TV is really low culture. We used to do. <laughs> yeah. I just do. find it fascinating, like looking at baseball. I mean, I know it's baseball. What do mm. I expect? It's a commercial game, I guess. Mm. Now. But it's funny how like, it's so lame and we're, we're getting there in the US as well, but you have a team, right? And it belongs yeah. to a city or well, it is in a city. Yeah. So it'd be like Yokohama Bay Stars. Mm. For me, the, the job is complete. Yeah. There's a city and a team name. Now I understand what's happened. You know, stadiums now have sponsors. Yeah. And, and, but 
they've stuck in the the corporate names somewhere. Mm, either like the there's middle, a ham baseball team. Yes, a very it's famous Hokkaido one. ham yeah. fighters, which sounds like people who fight with hams or fight against ham. Like <laughs> yes. they're 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 upset about the uh, the pork industry here. I didn't realize that ham was the company. I thought maybe it was Hokkaido plus some place <laughs> called ham. Oh yeah, it, so the Bay Stars have adopted. Hokkaido Dana DNA, mm. which I just assume is a company. Yeah, Dana. I guess not Dana. Uh, I know that um, SoftBank. Mm. They don't. I think that's not even a city. It's just the SoftBank. Uh, yeah, eagles or yeah. one of those animals. Yeah. Um, so that's very. I feel like that's the future of professional sports, where you just get rid of the city name. Yeah. And just throw in your bank's name, <laughs> and you say these are now the you know. Yeah, and in. in- Kyoto, most of the temples and shrines would be sponsored by, I think it's Hitachi. Really? So they don't but it would the... just it would just have oh, the smart. word Hitachi. It wouldn't so... get renamed the Hitachi Temple <laughs> and then have products everywhere. No. <laughs> right. But yeah, in Japan, you just have this combination of, yeah, just combination of good things. <laughs> and that makes <laughs> lots of things possible. So museums here, I don't know where they get the money from, but they get enough <laughs> money. So you yeah. don't you don't hear of museums and art galleries here closing down, right? Um, there are. I'm always surprised how many accessible public spaces there are in in Tokyo. So you know because we've got kids and we don't have much money, we often look for like where can you sit. <laughs> Where you don't have to buy anything. It's like a, like it sounds a common, like a whole website. Yeah, it's like a common thing we do. Where is so it? there are these like there's a website about sleeping in airports, right? Have oh, you yeah. seen that? I have heard yeah, yeah. Um where in the airport you can sleep yeah, without getting yeah, yeah. Without getting kicked out or whatever. Yeah. Um and I'm amazed. We are just so often we find really pleasant seating areas with vending machines there mm-hmm. the whole vending Some machine trees. thing like <laughs> yeah you know you, you wouldn't think that vending machines add a lot to your life but they really do go on they give well, me a drink and becomes yeah. a social event but... and just when there's a lot of vending machines and particularly in winter the, you know the vending machines vend hot drinks right right, right, right. and it's such a cheering thing and you imagine the person on that crowded commuter train and they get off and there's, and there's a vending machine and a nice hot coffee yes and it's reasonably priced um things like on, on a few long walks like in suburbs yeah. when there's a vending machine it makes the street seem a little nicer because it yeah. provides light and i kind of think to myself well i could always get a drink on my yeah. way yeah in england if we had vending machines in the street you'd <laughs> you'd drive your car in to like, <laughs> like, like there are some parts of Canada... You push it down a hill. You, will, you would to get them. There's some parts of Canada where people will, like, they'll put... They'll seal up the coin return slot <laughs> with putty or whatever. Sure. Pour water in the coin slot. This just sounds like a hat. So it frees and expands. That's a fantastic... Cracks open the payphone. Yes. And you get this block of ice full of coins. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I have literally. never seen a vandalized payphone in Japan. Mm. And I'm obsessed by payphones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I can't walk past Does that payphone then, then mean, and this actually comes to your, your history here, that a young hacker in this city would so often just not try things because... 
Unless you could do it at home. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And <laughs> you wouldn't fiddle with a, a payphone because it's too close to vandalizing, no? Yeah, and I'm always tempted to unplug stuff in Japan because <laughs> you'll be in a shopping mall and there'll be a payphone or a, a vending machine, and it's just like, wow, I could just unplug it. Right. Why wouldn't Power. I do that? Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And and you know if you if you power cycle. Sometimes you might get free credit, <laughs> right? Because you get vaulted spikes right. when you plug it into that. Yeah, but but it the so for example the not so if you think of just payphones in England, payphones in Japan. In England, the phone company doesn't want payphones. Right. Right. They say the <laughs> they say the cost of collecting the coins is more than the coins are worth. Sure. Okay. Um, and they have all these ridiculous things like in England, it costs a lot of money to use a payphone. So what they've done is they say, ah, well, the payphone is only a few pennies a minute, pennies a minute, but the minimum fee is really high. So I don't know what it is, but let's say it could be something like 50 pence. And it's like, put in 50 pence and you can talk for half an hour. Well, often when you use a payphone, you want to talk for a minute or less. Mm-hmm. I'm at the station, come and pick me up, or yeah. I've lost my wallet, or yeah. I'm going to be late for work. It's often like an emergency situa- situation. Now, they would say, well, a certain percentage of phones, the money gets stolen. That drives up the call cost. Mm-hmm. Certain percentage of phones uh, get vandalized. That drives the call cost up. Um, in England... A lot of the phones, they, they have to spend a lot on cleaning because of people using them as toilets. And also, um, prostitutes calling cards. Like in London, mm. most of the payphones would just be plastered with prostitutes oh, calling right. cards. Stickers and and then and it, the, the, pay phone, the phone company is, I think, legally responsible to go and clear those up. Okay. All of that drives up the cost of the calls. Mm-hmm. And in Japan... Nobody's going to steal the money. Nobody's going to vandalize the phone. People wouldn't go to the toilet on the phone. And people wouldn't put prostitutes calling cards on the phone. So then the call cost is reasonable. Yes. And it's a really useful thing. Yes. You know, you lose your phone or, you know, you have friends visiting from abroad who don't have a cell phone that works here. It's just really good. It's there. Yeah. But there are so many things like that in Japan. Mm -hmm. So many things. Mm. Where things are viable that wouldn't be viable in other countries because people take such good care of stuff. describe these situations you're almost saying I'm putting words in your mouth mm. now but you're almost saying the world should be able to do this but isn't able to do this absolutely but then, I'm saying but, that a thousand percent right but then you why could, you it's could, depressing and a difficult question to answer right because, but also like you know Japan uh, you know someone will always get into Japanese culture and what mm. is in Japanese culture and 
how many people here are deeply steeped in Japanese culture mm-hmm. and therefore, you know, yeah. versus out there in the world where we have more of, this sounds like something I've heard people say that I don't even know of, mm. but we have more of a mix. So not everybody has yep. the same values. Yep. I mean, even in my neighborhood growing up, there's some things we agreed on. And I yep. guess in that sense, that's the stuff to focus on. But there are lots of things that we didn't all agree on. Uh, mm-hmm. Even standards when it came to like cleanliness or something. Yep. It's slightly different because we had all come from different yep. backgrounds. So advantage Japan mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And and as a side effect, advantage to person who moves to Japan. Yep. Uh, even though you're not from here, you can enjoy the benefits. Yep. Even even uh, get into all this, right? Be a yep. part of it. And, and the the... You know, it, it's it's a very sensitive topic to talk about. But yeah, like you say, there's not much immigration here. Um, and for some reason that I don't really understand, the, Im- the immigrants that are here assimilate very, very well. Sure. And, and it's strange. Yeah. And it's strange. There aren't like big clusters or there aren't kind of big immigrant communities where nobody learned Japanese Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because of the language, just because of the language barrier, you genuinely do have to learn. Right, Japanese right. There are lots here. of causes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just evolving differently anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you know, th- 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 I was just just last week discussing with with a, with a friend from the UK, like how what would happen if people in England tried to live like people in Japan. And we just couldn't see how it could possibly work. Yeah, it's work. kind of like it's already chicken it's or egg how, kind of thing. Yeah, how do you start yeah. the process? And, yeah. and, and particularly an us and them mentality. And particularly, you know, in Japan, there's, you know, a, one of, one of the, the most important things that came from war was this concept of don't shit where you eat. <laughs> and this was really discovered in the Napoleonic Wars, right? Oh, okay, I was going to say, yeah. Right, that, you know, it was it was discovered that it's really bad to have the, the latrines mm. close to where you're preparing food or where you're sleeping. Yeah. And that's something the people of England don't understand on, on, a, on a more metaphorical level. And people will destroy their own environment. And the most classic example we've seen, it's now a couple of years old, is... The Brexit vote, where yeah, people people voted to leave the EU sure. as a protest against their own government, as a protest against their own government's policies in their own country, they got rid of you know one of one of the, yeah one of I the mean, few redeeming features of England. I mean, honestly, I think as EU membership. I think Driving your car into a uh, vending machine or setting phone books on fire is a, is a even easier example because at least Brexit is a political agreement. But yeah, yeah I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but but it's but it's exactly the same mentality. It is exactly the same as people. No, I could go. I could um, go extreme left and say uh, uh, the EU is a corporatist uh, project, and so maybe there's some really intelligent British people who said. <laughs> I'm tired of being a corporate part of the corporatist, you know. Thing. Yes. I mean, I'd, lo- I'd love to believe that, but yeah, but, but okay, that's why I, I say know, like it's not it a was, total. I, I know that most of it was just a. It was really. It really was middle finger of, to the yeah yeah to to their own government yeah um, <laughs> yeah and and it's amazing that the, the example people keep talking about is us 
Southeast England, which was one of the strongest uh, pro-leave areas by voting. And immediately after the vote was, um, the result was sealed, they said, of course, we still want to keep our EU subsidies, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. That's like the clue is in the name, EU subsidies. Sure. Don't you think they come <laughs> something to do with the EU? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Not, to, not to take you off your original point, which was the whole idea of not shitting where you eat or not, yeah, not hurting yourself and not destroying your yeah. environment. There's yeah. a good speech in Boys in the Hood, I think, Ooh. where the father is telling the kids... Um, about he says like the white white men don't open the liquor store in their own community. They're coming and opening it here, mm-hmm. and 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 he's talking about like you know we need to make our community really nice because we live here. Sure, and you should take pride in how your house looks, and because you know the kid is angry that his dad makes him do the. Do the chores and yes. like particularly mowing the lawn, right? Right, right. right because right. this guy is like, look, we're you know, we may not have much, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is where we live. Yeah. Um, and you know, the antithesis of that is, yeah, in England, in in de- deprived areas, it's the people that are. Yeah, they they are destroying where they're they live. Sure, sure. I sure. wish they would go and set fire to people's Ferraris <laughs> and the gated communities. They're not doing, they're not that. doing that. That, right? that comes with a much bigger punishment. Um, but but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. they're burn they're burning each other's cars in in the the what you you know you'd call the housing <laughs> projects, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd call council sure. estates. Sure. Um, My car was set on fire. That was, that was Seriously? Fun. Yeah, before I came to Europe. Wow. Yeah, some people might know the story, but... Uh, wow. Yeah, I parked in a, in a really affordable... Well, there was no parking meters. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. In Philadelphia. Mm. And uh, my car was on fire <laughs> yeah. one night. Um, actually, they set the car in front of mine on fire because they wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. They were angry at that person. And then my car and your on fire as a side oh, effect. Wow. Yes. And the cops were not surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. And probably didn't do much uh, they filled out a report and they <laughs> recommended I call the auto club if yeah. I had such a thing and I knew somebody that did who mm-hmm. was nearby and the, uh, they helped me Yeah, so mm. the least did very little but friends helped a lot uh, but anyway so yeah the, the, I mean back to the thing of you know what can we do then I mean we, we know you and I discussing we know what we like about Japan and we yeah. look at the rest of the world and we go come on or why not or, one thing I do notice which I find fascinating and looking for hope Mm. Um, these pieces because you can't do the whole mm. but takes these pieces that make sense yeah. that, that, that could be translated mm. Mm. so like train behavior yeah. uh, not that I admire because I think actually someone needs to teach the Japanese to handle rush hour I don't know who mm. to be honest but um, with the normal using of the train I think there's yeah. lots to learn including um, the idea of the um, it's so simple and some countries do have this happening yeah. but Doors open, let people out. Yeah, you get you off stay on your to side. Let, yeah, exactly. You let off, get off to let people out. Yeah, I'm watching out. public transport evolve, mostly in mm. Europe. But I've seen what happens in India to a certain extent. Yep. Now I don't, I don't have big news from India right now. Mm. But in Europe, what I do see is now they start to design on the on the ground or on the door of the train. They start to try to show basically yep. what is the Japanese yep. model, or I think mm-hmm. it is. 
And I think there's lots of people either because they've traveled, which helps, yeah. always helps, or because they it just makes sense as they look at it, mm-hmm. that go, all right, okay, I did, I haven't stood in that place yep. until now, but I'm going to do it. Yep. You know, so you sort of enforce it by saying, here's a, here's a mm-hmm. new rule. Mm-hmm. And if you can get into it, you yep. can be a lot faster. So I think there are little pieces that could get exported mm-hmm. that would more quickly be adopted yeah. versus being abused, like mm-hmm. a vending machine that might be kind of laughed at or you know, yeah. used. Um, so in that sense, it's interesting as countries borrow from another. I always mm. find it fascinating, like cities. Yeah, Cities have a lot of these meetings of the urban planners mm-hmm. and, and they might get ideas from one another. Like I hear yeah. every now and then. And now we're doing that. Bike sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the Netherlands, they used to say, well, I think we're still slow. Yeah, we got it now. But they used to always say like, oh, well, we're so into owning bikes that we'll never get into bike sharing. But yeah. there are several versions of bike sharing schemes mm-hmm. that have taken root. And all over Europe and even in the crazy U.S., in urban centers, there is now bike sharing. Yeah. Now, it's uh, it's not that young anymore, but still, it's, it's less than 10 years old in a lot of cases. So we'll see if it becomes mm-hmm. like a Manchester situation. Yeah. Um, but it's impressive what ends up being translated. I thought Moscow was a city that would never do bike sharing because, yeah. first of all, they love cars and they don't understand bikes. Mm-hmm. They've got it and some people are using it. I yeah. don't know if it'll last. Um, these are just bits and pieces, right? Of some, mm. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, there's a whole science now, isn't there, of yeah. the, the nudge, right? Nudging behavior. Ooh, Apparently it doesn't term. work in Japan. So nudging behavior, or, or yeah, it's just called nudging, is things like, can you design trains and train markings in a way that in, would encourage people to get off, not something as blatant as a like a manners poster that you'd have in Japan. Um, so one interesting nudge example I heard of was this is in England. Um, these uh, pedestrian tunnels going under roads, and um, them being full filled with uh, <laughs> youths taking drugs or whatever. <laughs> And um, like an old man. <laughs> the, the nudge technology was to put like ultraviolet lighting in. Oh, right. So that when teenagers were like hanging out there, not taking drugs, but teenagers hang, hang out there drinking, their acne would like glow because oh, of I've ultraviolet lights. Oh, I've never heard that. Lights. I heard you couldn't find a vein. That was and, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so that, that's, that's for like McDonald's. McDonald's is the big... So McDonald's in the that US... Is. Uh-huh. Do ultraviolet lighting in the bathroom so that yeah. people can't shoot up. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, this is an example of nudge technology. Um, it's used a lot, sadly, in, in the corporate world to make people buy more. Sure. You know, yeah. the supermarkets where they have tiled floors and in expensive aisles, the tiles are smaller. The idea being that as you're going along, pushing your shopping cart, your brain sets your walking pace based on the bumps on the tiles. What if the tiles are smaller, the bumps come closer together, you will naturally slow down. And see more stuff. And see more expensive stuff. So you want the expensive aisles to have the small tank. Sadly, it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's this whole kind of science of nudge technology. (laughs) But yeah, from what I've read is it doesn't work well in Japan... And isn't really necessary. So, mm-hmm. 
In Japan, we do have a lot of posters telling you how to behave. These、mm-hmm. kind of manners posters, usually on the trains. Although Japan Tobacco, which is a big cigarette company here, they've made a lot about smoking,、mm-hmm. and a lot of it is about not burning people with your cigarettes. <laughs> Be like these posters on the importance of, you know, remembering you have this. Hot burning stick in your hand. Yes, and it's at the height of a child's face. Yes. Another very interesting thing about the manners posters. So there are manners posters about not jumping onto trains、right. when the doors are closing. Don't rush. Don't rush. Yeah. And the interesting thing with the manners posters is they always show the person doing the bad behaviour and the other people looking shocked. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So that there was like now manners videos on the, this line and Denatoshi line, and there's one with a sequence where this woman is rushing to get on the train and she gets on the train, and everyone like looks disapprovingly at her and then she looks very ashamed. Yeah, see, that's where I could do without. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fascinating though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is much is like, connected to how other people see you, right?、That's, yeah. Matthew Dons is a father, a husband, a brother, a son, a hacker, a friend, and one of my favorite guests. Go to matthewdons.org and help him in the fight against cancer. Help him to live longer. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll be back again soon for another edition of Citizen Reporter. I'm Mark Fonseca Rendero. See ya.